All right. Uh, um, y'all know him, so you know some of that part I didn't write. You know, that was, that was him. <laughs> hey, I do so appreciate this opportunity. Uh, and uh, I do want to share with you, um, you know, uh, I am a very um, um, blessed and humbled man. Um, uh, just what uh, God has accomplished, you know, through just a not much to look at, uh, you know, good for nothing sinner boy like me, you know, and what he can, what 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 he can do. The ministry was not in my family, you know. That going back about two grandfathers back, you know, there was a there was a pastor, but that was that was it. And I always thought, hey, I wonder if he's pray, if he prayed for his ancestors that somebody else would get called and and used, you know. And he probably did. I mean, don't we? You know, we pray for our our uh, our children and grandchildren and such. Um, so this morning I, I prayed about, okay, God, what would you like me to share? And, and, um, and I thought I would share with you, like I said, uh, in my, in my 30 plus years of uh, ministry, uh, the greatest, you know, opportunities and most magnificent things that, that have happened. Um, and, uh, one of them is, a is a boy named Matthew. And another one is a girl named Rebecca. Uh, that happens to be the names of my children. And I had the great, great, great privilege of leading both of them to Christ and sharing the gospel with them and watching them receive him and watch their lives, you know, change and mold right there in front of me. And, and uh, so I would like to share with you that, you know, because some, some of you have, have experienced this. I, I, saw, I saw nods and grins the minute I said that because you've been there. You've done that. You know what that's like. And you know how that impacted you and it changed you. And, and uh, you'll never forget that, that moment. Uh, but some of you, maybe you've not had that opportunity yet. Maybe you're not prepared for that opportunity. And I thought, I'm never assume correctly. We all know what that stands for, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, so never assume that you, that you do because uh, you want to be prepared. You want to be ready. Now, not, not, now, hear me. I want to be very clear about this. I am not uh, trying to recruit a bunch of ambush evangelisms that will run around every corner, you know, to uh, uh, unsuspecting victims and clobber them who you don't know anything about or anything like that. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about being ready for that child, that grandchild, that cousin, that friend, that next door neighbor, that, that buddy that you've worked with for so long, you know, who's been watching you. And, and then they finally, God is moving in their life. And they're getting ready, and they're getting prepared, and, and they're so close, and they need somebody to just to lead them to that next step. I want to give you this morning a very simple, simple, simple plan of salvation, one of the easiest ones that I've ever seen in my life. I've used it for over 40 years now. Okay, I, lear I learned it. I got it about 100 years ago when I was going to that there, you know, Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary. I don't even know if they still use it anymore. I went online to check it out to see if they did, and I couldn't find it anywhere online. They may, they may not. But that's where I learned it from. It's very simple. It's very easy to learn. Um, there are handouts on your table that basically have that plan right there for you. Um, uh, my... Uh, my new computer didn't have PowerPoint on it yet, so I said, hey, I'll make a copy instead. So just a simple, simple copy like this. It's very easy plan, three steps, salvation needed, salvation provided, salvation accepted. Man, does it get any easier than that? You know, that's exactly what the plan of salvation is. And what we're going to do is we're going to walk through and, and how we can and look at this. I mean, now understand, 
There is no wrong way to witness. There is no wrong way to lead someone to Christ. There's, there, but there are some principles that you need to make sure that you have in there. I think these are the three most basic principles that, that need to be there. You can, you can do it another way. You can use other verses. You don't have to use the verses. That I'm, I'm just giving you one to start with, to work with, if you've not used it before. And uh, those of you who do have experience with this, you know, help them tweak it and stuff like that to make it their own, to make it something that they can really, you know, connect to. But this one has been so simple for me. It's so easy to memorize um, uh, and uh, uh, to, to, put in, to put into your, your, your New Testament, whatever. I have a little pocket New Testament that I've, that I've used for those 30 years, and it's got the plan in it right there in the back and, and has the verse numbers and page numbers. Let me, let me recommend that real tip for you here. When you're just starting, you've never done this before, Once you, if, you, if you decide on your plan, and I'm going to use this verse here, this verse here, and this verse here. Okay, the first time you use it, you're going to be so nervous you can't remember where John is in the Bible, okay, or where is Acts. I don't know. I know it's in here somewhere. Put the page number down, okay? Flip to that page number. And guess what? After you witness to a few dozen people, that thing will open right to its own page, won't it? You know, you go, oh, there it is. Page 300 is right there, you know, and I was going to bring that and show y'all and left it on my desk at work. So um, maybe my desk is getting saved. I don't know, but I don't have it with me this morning to show you. Okay, let me, let me get started here. First is, uh, we're going to begin, the, the, the out, like I said, the outline is simple. Salvation needed, salvation provided, salvation accepted. We begin with salvation needed, uh, and uh, we, we, <clears throat> we start with the need first. That only makes sense, because if, we're, if we see that God is working in them, of course, they don't understand yet. All they may know is that I'm, I'm convicted, you know, I'm getting convicted of my sin, and gee, I, I used to always just deal with it and ignore it, you know, but now I'm having to, you know, what am I going to do? God's convicting with their sin, so they need to have some understanding brought to them. And so we begin with the, uh, like I said, in each one of these have a Bible verse. We're going to use the Bible throughout, because you, like me, I'm sure understand that there is power in God's Word. You know, it, 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 can, it can do what our, our best words and our best examples can never accomplish, not like the power of God's Word. So I, uh, uh, now I warn you now, I learned this, what I tell you, about 30, 40 years ago, and the only Bible we re- memorized back then was what? King James Version. So that's how it is in my head, so that's how it is on your paper, Okay. <laughs> That's how, that's how I put it in there. So when I when I quote it, but I'm not against the new ones. In fact, when I preach, I like to use the New King James. I like that even better, you know. Uh, but uh, that's that's how you'll get it. Okay. So we start with the the salvation is needed. Okay. They we got to help them see what their need is, and we begin with there's two points underneath that, and one of them is the fact of sin. Okay. Um, uh, we're all born sinners, and we got to help them to understand that and and, and to know that you know uh, is. Uh, uh, I start that with that one in, in Romans, Romans chapter 3, verse 10. It says, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. And if we put that in simple terms, it's like none of us are good enough on our own. I don't care how good somebody thinks they are, you know. And if you'll talk with them long enough, you'll realize they're just playing the comparison game, and it's all they're doing. I mean, they're not pointing out their own evil, their own shortcomings. <laughs> they're saying, well, I'm not a murderer like him. I'm not a car thief like her. <laughs> And it's always the comparison game. That's how we justify ourselves, you know, in our human nature, all right? So we've got to begin with the fact that there's none righteous, not any that are born. With the exception of the Lord Jesus Christ, none came into this world righteous, okay, and acceptable in God's eyes. 
All right, so we got to begin, begin with that, that first one. And in fact, then we go to the, to the next step, Romans 3.23, which probably most of y'all have memorized already. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's none of us that come into this world that don't sin. Daily. I mean, that's who we are. It's our humanness, you know? I mean, uh, yeah, again, we play the comparison game, and maybe, maybe we've cleaned up our life enough that we don't have the really bad ones in our lives anymore. I've given up most of the drugs, you know, and I, and I, I'm not, I, don't, I don't get drunk most of the time. <laughs> you know, we, we play that game, you know? But the fact is, we're all coming short of God's holy perfection. He sets the standard, not us. And so we're all in that same boat. And you always make sure that I let them know that. Say, look, all of us, you, me, everybody, that's where we are. That's where we are, okay? And we can't stand before God with our own doing and be acceptable to Him, okay? And then, of course, you know, we're in, the, of course, you've realized already, we're in the bad news section, right? Okay, and then the next part of the bad news is, is the consequences of sin, now, here is the one place I do like to use an Old Testament verse, okay? It's the only place I do. Um, and so, again, to kind of help you cheat a little bit, <laughs> what I did is I, I printed it out on a sticker and stuck it in the back of my New Testament because <laughs> Isaiah isn't in the New Testament, okay? So I stuck it back there in the back so I could flip it open and help them read it. And what I, what I do is I take the, that, that Bible and I flip it over unless I'm witnessing to them and I will quote it to them while I show it to them. So I'm thinking, hey, if, if they hear it and read it at the same time, it's got to have that much more impact, you know? So that's just my practice. You know, you, you do it however, however it is, however it works for you. But we begin with the consequences of sin. And again, there's two of them. And in Isaiah, it says, but your, iniqui your iniquities, and I always just stop right there and say, that's just a souped up word for sin. Okay, that's what that is. All right, because, you know, if they haven't, if they're not churched, you know, they, they, uh, they may not have heard that word used before, iniquities, you know, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God and your sin has hid his face from you that he will not hear. Wow. You know, you just spend a little time thinking about that verse. That, that's, that's impacting. That'll motivate you, you know. I have got to, you know, share that with my child who is beginning to question, with my brother who, who is, you know, talking to me about these things and such. And by the way, just a little tip. When they start attacking you and your Christianity and such, that's a really good clue they're being convicted. That's why they're attacking you, okay? I've seen that happen so many times over my ministry, you know, because they start getting convicted, so they want to justify themselves. So they want, I'm going to point the finger at you so I get to feel a little better about me. Nah, so, so pay attention to that. If they're starting to, starting to whack you, okay, maybe time to have a little chat, okay? Which uh, your iniquities are separated between you and your God and sin of his face from you. He will not hear. So we want to help them to realize and understand that, look, because of who we are and where we are, we're completely blocked from him. There's not anything that we can do that can make ourselves, you know, acceptable to him. You go, wait a minute. I thought, ah, yeah, see, we're going to get to there. But there was something that somebody else could do, and he did. And that's where, that's where we're going to next. But before we get there, you got to finish the bad news before you get to the good news, okay? And that is, okay, not only is it, does he not hear us, but in Romans, 3, Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is what? Death, exactly. Now, what death is that talking about? Just dying? Because we all die. No. C 
completely for eternity, separation from him. I mean, that I will not hear, it'll be now. I will not see, I will not behold, I will not, you know, he'll be open to you any longer. I mean, that's what happens if we die in our sin. And we need to help them to understand, look, you know, there's, there is no turning back then, okay? This is it. This is the opportunity that God is giving you. You know, if he's, if he's laying it before you and you're, you're, you're asking me these questions and you're allowing me to share this with you, because that is the eternal death. Okay, separation from God forever, forever, and ever. Now, the good news is we now get to move to the good news, okay? <laughs> That's the bad news, okay? And you can, you know, adjust it however, however you like. Uh, but now we get to the, get, begin to get to the good news, and that's salvation has been provided. And uh, here you get to use the most famous verse in all of the Bible, okay? Probably the very first verse you memorized. I think it was mine. Okay, the very first one that we did. And that is John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm going, John. You nailed the entire gospel right there in one verse, dude. You hit it. You know, that was just a great, great, great shot, you know. Uh, so the penalty for sin is death. But what if you never sinned? Mm, like Jesus. And then what if you purposely died for those who did? Because you didn't have to die. Because Jesus didn't have to die, did he? He died willingly for us to provide that opportunity for us. So he, he sacrificed himself in our place. And so you can have a lot of fun explaining that to them, you know, and you just watch their eyes light up, you know, as if, the, if the Holy Spirit's there working, you'll see it, okay? And uh, if not, then you planted a seed for the next opportunity that, that happens. And that's, that's not a failure, okay? That's all part of the plan. And so uh, he didn't have to die, but he died in our place, okay? And then the second part of that is, um, or the, our, our uh, excuse me, the, the, the third point that comes in it, and here's the, here's the, the, the fun one where you get to actually touch the bases and, and, and score the run, okay, is sal <coughs> salvation accepted. Now, again, there are two points. Repentance is required and faith is necessary, all right? So the good news, and there is two verses. However, the good news is the same two verses work on both points. So if you just memorize that, <laughs> that, that, that verse right there, you've got it for the next two points, and you don't have to <clears throat> memorize it again. Excuse me. <clears throat> some, of them, some of them eggs just stuck right there, I think. They were good, though, but I can't. So I'm going to enjoy them later. Uh, so hopefully at this point, you've made it clear to them about how God wants them to have a new life in Him. And He uh, and begin to explain that in Acts 20, 20, and 21. And I've kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you pu publicly and from house to house, testifying to the Jews and also to the Greeks. Now, all of that is just the introduction. Here's the real meat, the two points, okay? Repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ, okay? So let's begin with those. First, repentance towards God. We've tried to make it plain to them already. You can't do it on your own, okay? None of us can. We're all incapable. We're all following after our mother and father, Adam and Eve, into a life of sin. And that's how we come into this world, and that's what we practice, okay? And so we, first off, have to repent towards God. Now, again, that's a church word. 
They may not recognize repentance. What is repentance? And the best way that I've found to, uh, to share that is like, well, it's like, it's like the, the hiker who's hiking along his trail and all of a sudden realizes, wait a minute, this is the wrong trail. I'm not going to get there. I've got to turn around, go back instead. And he changes his mind. He changes his direction. That's repentance. That's what we're sharing with them. We've been living our life our own way. Well, I'm an okay guy. I'm better than him. I'm better than her. You know, and I ain't done too many bad things. I mean, that's how we've been going through our lives. And we come to the point where that ain't good enough. That ain't enough. That won't get me there. You know, I would be separated from God forever if I stay where I'm at. Instead, I'm going to turn and go his way. What is his way? He's sharing it with you right now. <clears throat> so first we have uh, repentance towards God. Okay, so say, okay, God, what is your way? And there's the second part. Faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. Will you place your faith in him? He did live the perfect life. He didn't have to die. He died in your place. And he's offering you willingly, giving you that. Said, Here it is, right here in my hand. Will you accept the gift? And now it's totally in their hands, their choice, <clears throat> whether they're ready to, ready to do that or not. He didn't have to die that cruel death. He did it for us. And now we get to have that. And so now it's a simple thing of you just sharing with them. Okay, now all you, all you, if this is what you want to do, and again, you can't force them into it. You don't you have to twist their arm. Trust me, if God's working there, you'll see it. It's written all over their face. It's in their eyeballs. It's in their tears. They're coming down their cheeks or whatever. You know, and you'll know there, there won't be any doubt in, in your mind that, yes, this person is ready. And if they are saying, would you like me to help you pray? Because, again, depending on how churched they are, they may never have seen this or heard this or anything like that. And so you may simply leave in just a simple little prayer of salvation. I mean, um, and, and there's no, again, there's no perfect little words that we're, we're trying to say or anything like that. I got something simple in mind. <clears throat> Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and I ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take control, complete control of my life. Help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for saving me and answering my prayer just now. And I always like to kind of put that little tag at the end of some kind just to help them. Because what's the first thing the enemy's going to do after you leave? Tell them, oh, it didn't really happen. That wasn't real. You know, no, no, that was just, you know. And again, I want something that would just cement it in their hearts. Something that would just nail it down for them. They can go right, no, no, I, I remember. I remember, man, how, how, how I felt, how he touched my heart, how he explained and how, you know, that difference when I ask him that. You know, and I want them to, 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 to hold on to that. So again, there's no, no perfect right or wrong way. You know, this is just one sample, one example. You know, you might find some other verses you like better. You know, there's, there's a lot of plans out there. You know, you find, but here's my, here's my recommendation. When you find that plan, okay, just to be ready. And again, we're not playing ambush. We're playing that God has just laid this person right in your lap. <laughs> share with my son there. Share with my daughter there. And, and that happens. Get yourself prepared already, all right? Get that little, again, do you want to use your Bible? you want to use New Testament? I, you know, back, back, back in the day, we all ran around with a little New Testament in our, in our pockets, and that's what we did. We whipped it out, and we, and we shared. You know, you can do it any way you want. But set yourself up for it, because 
if it's your first time doing it, I mean, here's your, your grandson is coming to ask you about this or your, or your next door neighbor or your workmate or whatever. And it's somebody that's really important to you and you really care for them and you want to share with them. And so have yourself prepared, okay? So you're not stumbling around all over the place, you know, and, and, and so, you know, take it out later. Like I said, in my New Testament, what I did was I had the plan right there in the back. I took one of the, I took this plan that I made for you, made it down to a little sticker, put it in the very back, back of it, okay? It has step by step by step by step. And then I put the very first step, I put the page number where that verse was, go right there. Then at the bottom of that page, I put the next page number. And at the bottom of that page, the next page number. He said, what'd you do about the Isaiah one? I copied it, I stuck it in the back, and I said, back page, <laughs> <laughs> and then put it from there. And uh, just to help you, and again, you know, remember, it's God the Holy Spirit that's doing the work. You're just being the tool. Just be a prepared tool. Just get all sharpened up. Practice on each other. We used to. Just, just on each other. Say, okay, you're the, you're the heathen this time. I'm, I'm winning you, you know, or this time I'm the heathen. Give me your best shot, you know. And we do that just, just to share because, you know, and again, it's, it's just because, man, those family members that I got the chance to win to Christ, and I've already mentioned my son and daughter, and there's some others. You know, that's something that, gosh, I'll never get over, you know? And when you lead, if you've not had this opportunity yet, when you lead that first person to Christ, I trust you, you are going to be 14 times more blessed than they are because you fully understand it already, and they don't, and they're just beginning. And what a difference in all of eternity you can make. So I just wanted to help you to be prepared, be ready, you know, because they look to us men, you know, for leadership, to, to be the leader. And so they're very likely to come to you, you know. Um, like I said, even my daughter, I mean, she came up to me, you know, and, and I said, what, what's wrong? I mean, I knew, I kind of sensed what was wrong. And I, you know, this, you know, this, this is us preachers and all of our examples, right? I said, uh, 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 sweetie, uh, what's, what's the matter? You know, she's, she's coming up with her little, you know, blankie, you know, up on her, uh, on her, on her mouth here. And I said, well, sweetie, what, what, what is, you know, what is the matter? And she goes, <laughs> God was knocking at her door. I guess I'd use that phrase too many times. <laughs> and I thought, I think she's got it. I think she's ready, you know, because she's already made the connection there. So, I just pray that you will. In fact, I'd, I'd like to pray for you right now, if I may, in my closing. Father, for those of us here who have had this opportunity to lead someone to you, uh, we know how exciting, what a blessing, what a joy, what, a, what, a, what an amazing experience it is. It's a spiritual experience with you uh, like none other in our lives. And uh, so, Father, I prayed that for these men. I pray that there's somebody in their life that is just going to just fall flat in their lap and right there ready and prepared, and they'll have that opportunity to, to share and to uh, give that testimony and help them in that walk, in that simple act of faith of trusting you as their Lord and Savior. And uh, I pray that now that you'd help them to prepare uh, this outline, other outlines, whatever they use, Father. I pray that you'd help them to, to grasp that, to understand that, to practice that, be prepared with that. And uh, you would get to use them. And we would get to hear the testimony of that later and how excited we will be with them, Father, as we get to hear about how they got to share that with someone they loved. And, uh, and again, Father, this is all for your glory, all for your praise. It's all about you, Father, not us. And we are, we are no, no, no more or less, Father, we're, we're your child, just wanting to be obedient and be your servants. So thank you, Father, for what you're going to do already in Jesus' name. And all God's men said, amen. amen. Thank you all.